Hello to my fellow Spokane Knights. It's about time to get excited because the national tour of Disney's Aladdin is hitting the stage at the First Interstate Center for the Arts. Brought to you by our favorite friends over at West Coast Entertainment. The run is from June 27th to July 2nd. And as a special treat to our listeners, we are very excited to welcome one of the actors from this tour. He's an award-winning songwriter and piano man with a velvety voice. Playing Omar in the stage version of Aladdin, we are very happy to welcome Ben Chavez to the Queer-Centric. How are you, my friend? I'm doing so well. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for taking time and doing this. You know, this is the fun stuff, like... I always think about when you're on tour or when you're doing shows, you know, you have to do press junket things. So, you know, it yeah. just changes the pressure a bit before you hit that stage again. No, this is fun. This is this is a good change of pace. Uh, I, I rarely get to do podcasts. And oh, nice. uh, I got to listen to your most recent show and it, it was awesome. And so I'm excited. To oh, good. Well, thank you so much. Um, I just want to jump right into this. I always find it fascinating to hear how in the world uh, getting to be part of uh, the national show that you're on, how did that even come to be for you? Yeah, it's kind of a, it's an exciting journey, um, a little wild at times. So everybody has a different way in. For me, I auditioned for the launch of the tour, which was back in 2017. Oh, wow. Um, and this role was available. They were, they were launching out this tour for the first time. And I made it to final callbacks for the role of Omar. And I just, I was like, I think I got it. I think I got it. And as it turns out, I did not get the role at the oh. time. Um, it was, it was a bummer. And, you know, my pride took a little, you know, took a little hit, but, <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, in, in the years after that, I would do some experiences that I think I just really needed to do for my own growth. So the actor who did get cast played that role for two years. And then when it was time for him to do something else, um, the role opened up again. And I got another call to audition and did the same, you know, callback and audition process, made it to final callbacks. And this time I was sure I had it. And I got a call a couple of days later that I did get the role. See, it so was meant. It, it really was meant to be. And it's a testament that in, in the you know theater and, and performing arts business, no never really means no. Right. Um, you may not be right for something at that at, at, at certain time, but you might get a call a couple years, a couple years later, like I did. And you know, I'm thankful that I got those two years because I got to do a lot of cool things that I would not have done otherwise. Right. So I did the show for a year in 2019. We shut down due to COVID and uh, they relaunched this new version of the tour uh, this past October. And I was able to reprise this role once again. Hey, tenacity wins out in this game. I mean, you, you have to keep pushing forward. You never know. It really does. I mean, you, you, we of course get so used to rejection and, and so much of you know, the casting process is beyond us. It could be the size of a costume. It could right. be, you know, you have to be able to hit this note and maybe it's not in your range. So, so you have to just find ways to keep yourself validated and sane yeah. um, in, a, in an industry that's ever evolving. Exactly. It, ne it never stops for sure. Now we're going to pretend this is 101. I mean, for Great. those of, those are our listeners who haven't seen the stage version of Aladdin, although it's been getting accolades forever. Uh, what can they expect going into this? Yeah, so of course, you know, so many people grew up with this film. I was one of those millennials that grew up watching the 1990s film. Right. Um, and this is that same core story. It's the, the characters that you know and love. It's Aladdin, Jasmine, Jafar, Iago. And then we add a couple fun new things. Aside from the songs and the, char and the characters that people are familiar with, 
Um, our director, Casey Nicola, who just won a Tony Award, by the way. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, for his choreography in Some Like It Hot. Nice. He, he went into the blueprints of this story and brought up an old concept, which was that Aladdin has these three friends in his gang of street rats. Yeah. These characters were actually meant to be a part of the original story. But because at the time, animal sidekicks were sort of a hot thing. Right. Um, you know, I think uh, Madonna may have posed with an animal sidekick at some point, and that just you know, was popular. <laughs> and so Aladdin got Abu and Jasmine got her, uh, her uh, Raja, her, her sidekick. Yes. And um, so they went in that direction. But when Casey was reimagining this piece for the stage, he wanted to, you know, sprinkle in some, some realism and, and give Aladdin uh, some human friends that he gets to sort of bop around with in the marketplace. So um, they dusted off a couple of old songs that uh, um, uh, Alan Menken and Howard Ashman wrote together, and they oh. popped, those, popped those into this piece. And so because of that, I have a job. Um, <laughs> Thank goodness. And I'm really thankful for that. So same old story that people know and love, plus some new exciting songs and some new characters. I was hoping there was going to be a little extra little, uh, you know, like Easter egg for, for those of us who have seen it. Also, though, are there some, is there enough nostalgia for those who are just experiencing it for the first time? They just remember when they were a kid falling in love with this, uh, with this Disney movie. Uh, are, is there nostalgia there for us? Absolutely. I kind of have chills with you asking that question because I can feel the audience light up when, for example, the song One Jump comes on. Oh, I That guess. is, yeah, I mean, that's just such an iconic tune. And you sometimes hear people singing along or they hoot and holler when their favorite part comes on. So that nostalgia is absolutely there. Um, when the genie busts out and does You Ain't Never Had a Friend Like Me, it's just a <laughs> show-stopping number that people scream over. I mean, it's it's incredible. I bet. Well, and you guys are not, uh, this is not a lazy show, for sure. Uh, no. Con no, constant moving. I always am impressed when people have to sing while they, they're dancing. And it's not even, I mean, I see musicals all the time, but oh my gosh, the choreography and the things that you guys go through, I'm like, Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. It's, yeah. Especially with the I genie, this, I noticed. Yeah. He really busts a move. Um, right. The, the, the man can really, really move and can sing his face off. This nice. is a genie performance like no other. And I, I have to give a special shout out to our ensemble because, you know, I, I get to have my little, you know, featured song and dance moments, but the ensemble is really the core of this show. They are the heavy hitting dancers and singers. They are nonstop, like, kicking their faces. Um, mm. And I, I think that I, I want the, the audiences who come to see us to really just keep an eye out for how spectacular that group of singers and dancers are. They're, they're, they're the heart of the show. See, that's amazing. And uh, honestly, for a lot of our listeners who haven't experienced what the success that when Disney takes a classic cartoon and then they bring it to the stage... They've had a lot of success with that in that translation. And so this is exciting for anyone, anyone to go through. Now you are, we were talking before we went on the air that you are currently in Denver. How long have you been on the road right now? So I think I'm going on uh, nine months with this, uh, this relaunch of the tour. So wow. we rehearsed for a couple months and then we opened up in upstate New York in October. Yeah. So we're, we're at just over the nine month mark. Um, you could have had and... a baby by now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I feel like I've had one. Like, <laughs> I feel sure. like I've 
you know, I, I definitely feel that way. <laughs> now, have you ever been? So I knew I know you've never been to Denver till now, and it's a beautiful city for sure. Have you ever been to the Northwest to Spokane? I've never been to Spokane. I spent some time in Seattle, right. um, but Spokane is, it'll be a first time for me. And I'm glad that I now know how to say the name of the city. Yeah, directly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, you, you also, you answered another question for me in the introduction. Spokaneites. Is that what people from there are called? Listen, they call us a lot of things, but yes, that, <laughs> that is the most, uh, probably the most used, the most, uh, yeah, Spokaneites. Yep. And, and, I will tell you this, uh, you have a built-in, ready-made, uh, excited audience. They, I love our theater-going crowd here, um, always down for the, the, the party and the enjoyment, and so I'm super excited to witness how they kind of take this in, uh, I think, and you know, like any performer, a good audience just feeds that energy and then, you know, just back and forth, and so I think you're in, you're in for a good one. Good. I, I'm excited. You know, one, one of my favorite parts about going from city to city, and we do play a different city every single week, Oh my um, is figuring out how each of these local audiences reacts to certain things. Right. You know, pe- people ask, how, you've done the show so many times. I've done it close to 700 times at this point in my life. <laughs> um, and, and people are like, well, how do you keep it fresh and how do you keep it real? Yeah. And my answer is always, well, because we play these different cities, these different markets every week, I love, you know, getting to know these these audiences and, you know, what what somebody in San Antonio, Texas finds funny, somebody right. in Spokane may think is not funny whatsoever. Right. Um, and so it's kind of gauging, OK, how do I need to tell this joke or how do I need to sing this line to make it resonate with this audience? Right. So I, I, I'm curious to see, you know, what uh, what we'll get from Spokane. <laughs> the good thing is uh, uh, opening night, you have all of your season ticket holders Plus, a lot of us have would have gone to a pre-show party with free drinks. So, you know we're right, ready. So, we'll be boozed we, up. <laughs> we'll be feeling good. <laughs> exactly. So, it's going to be great. I love it. Well, and being that this is uh, your life, really, what's your favorite thing about the life that you've been able to create being on stage and being a, an actor and in these touring companies? What's your favorite thing about that? Um, I mean, the travel is, is a big thing. I'm I'm a huge sucker for travel. I love that that I get to sort of work and also be on vacation. Right. Um, but as far as this show in particular goes, as I mentioned, you know these these three characters. Uh, my character's name is Omar. People don't know us. Right. And so what keeps it fun for me is that eight times a week I I work hard to win over an audience. Right. From from the second that we step on stage and the audience is like, who the heck are these guys? Right. We what keeps it fun and real is that we are like, okay, we're gonna make these people fall in love with us for the next two and a half hours. We are going to make you get to know us, and by the end of it, you're gonna love us. And and that's kind of what motivates me to to keep doing this show night after night. Um, is is that excitement of 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 bringing joy to people, introducing them to something new, and also providing hope for people, young people especially, who may want to do this in the future. Right. I'm doing this now because I was inspired by so many other people when I was a kid. Right. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's inspiring. And I'm, I'm so excited to be a part of that for so many people. See, I think that's amazing. Where uh, my inspiration is always going to be Morgan Freeman because I'm not 20 anymore. But there's still <laughs> hope. There's still hope. I want to yes, say, of course, right. You brought up a really good though, uh, a moment. I always like to know what people who are out there doing the work, doing the thing that they love. We have, a, like you mentioned, a lot of kids, a lot of young people who dream of it, but don't 
have any idea how to do it. You gave a piece of advice on something that I watched the other day, and you said, the first thing I can tell anyone is don't apologize for anything. Yeah. Can you can you huge. unpack that a bit? Sure. Um, this I, I love this idea, and some one of my professors once told me this. Um, you know, we we are who we are. We all have our own unique identities. We have our own unique talents that we bring to the table. There's already enough energy in the world that is trying to bring you down. You know, there's already enough naysayers. There will always be rejection. Right. Um, and especially if you're different, if you're queer, if you're a person of color, there will always mm -hmm. be somebody there to, to knock you down. And so we as artists have to sort of be our own biggest fans. And when you walk into a room, for an example, an audition room, you have to walk in being like, I, I love this job. I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable in my own skin and I'm going to show you what I do best and I'm not going to apologize for it. I get this time to show you my thing. And so let me stand in the spotlight and give you a, a 110% performance. And when I'm working with young people and, and prepping them for auditions, you know, sometimes young folks will get caught up in tiptoeing into the room and, right. and being like, hello, hello, sorry, I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Hello, hello. Right. Um, but then that makes everybody else feel uncomfortable. Right. Um, so if you walk into a room being like, how's it going? I'm so happy to be here and so happy to meet you. It makes the people that you're communicating with feel uplifted and empowered themselves. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's about finding the best things about you and celebrating those things when you walk into a room, when you walk into a stage, um, you know, owning your gifts and sharing them. It's, it's a sharing, it's a sharing business. See, and I think that's amazing. It's giving yourself permission to own yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. We spend a lot of time with this, trying to teach other people false humility. It's okay to know you're good at something. It doesn't, we all know, don't be an asshole, but also feel good about what you've got when you walk in that room. You know, we get accused a lot on, on this show of being cheerleaders. I would much rather spend my energy cheering people on because my favorite, mm. favorite quote is destruction only begets destruction, but in creation lies life and building up something new. I would much rather have that given out into the world than, yeah. you know, tearing someone down. What does that do? I mean, so I think I loved hearing, uh, well, what you just said, but talking about this, don't apologize. Just be, it's okay to be exactly who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And I love what you just said about the cheerleading part too. There's just not enough of that. Exactly. Um, our, our industry is really competitive and, yes. and it could always use more cheerleading. And I really try to bring that into the workplace you know, when I see one of my castmates doing something awesome, or if I watch them off stage and they're kicking their face, I'm like, Hey, right. you, you really are killing it. Um, and that's, it's so important. See, we take yeah. enough away from ourselves. So yeah. And cheering someone on takes nothing from us. You know what I mean? It really doesn't. It yeah. really doesn't. Yeah. Cause if we're owning ourselves and we're not apologizing for apologizing for who we are, then we have everything we need. We're not coming from that place of lack. So I absolutely resonate with what you're saying. And I want to say, so whenever we do, well, any of our shows, I try to do my, my homework. It was so much fun to actually listen to you sing. I'm good. And my goal is to try to pick your voice out when I'm there because <laughs> I've listened to a lot, but you, you definitely own your talents. You're not afraid to, to put them out there. And I wanted to mention people who do this always fascinate me. You have a YouTube channel 
and you yes. have covered some amazing songs and it's not, it's like you've covered it and then you've cloned yourself five times. So you're singing all the parts and I always find that so amazing. How the, does that take you 18 hours to create something like that? You know, and, and this is a moment where like, I'm going to own, you know, what, what I have going on. Right. I, I, when I was a, a kid, so aside from being an actor, I'm also a musician, pianist and composer, as you mentioned. Right. And when I was a kid, I, I discovered early on that I was able to play music by ear. Um, and also that I, you know, have really solid pitch. And if you play a note on the piano, I can tell you what it is. Right. And, um, that's something that I did not, you know, I, I did not, um, acquire from anywhere it's something that was just kind of bestowed upon me right and so with that i've tried to use that uh, skill to my advantage and so i i am a sucker for creating harmonies and there there can never be enough harmonies nice. um and so putting together those videos making these new arrangements it's like for me it's like playing in a playground um <laughs> i love getting behind the piano and, and and messing with a song and coming up with my own spin on it and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm now starting to write and release my own music, which will be coming out this summer. Nice. Um, my own pop songs on, on Spotify and all the shit streaming platforms. Um, I just, I, I, that's what keeps me sane, especially when I'm on the road and missing home. I'm like, well, let me just work on some of my own music. Right. And create some arrangements. Well, I, and I wanted to make sure as we're talking about, of course, Aladdin, of course, where we want people to go see that, but I wanted to talk about the artists who come on this show. I'm fascinated by them. So I'm, I wanted to make sure to take a minute and kind of uh, give people a little insight into you. Speaking of which, where can people learn more about Ben Chavez? I think the best place is probably Instagram. I'm so nice. I'm I'm not tech savvy. I'm really not good <laughs> at the whole TikTok thing. I've tried to, you know, keep up with the kids, but I'm getting I'm turning thirty years old soon and I feel old. Oh, so I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I can't do the TikTok thing, but Instagram is is definitely my hub. So you can yep. find me at Ben Ben double underscore Chavez on Instagram. And I, I've just started a website, it's benchavezmusic.com. Nice. Um, and that's where you can find all of my ongoings and learn more about uh, my theater endeavors and also the music that I'm releasing. Well, just even looking at you even a little bit, I know that there's a lot to come and you're only 30. My God, you've got a long ways. You're going to build a ton of stuff. And I think that's really exciting. If you uh, go to our Instagram, you'll find him on there because we're following him. So just stock our friend list and uh, you can find him there if it's easier for you. But yeah, let's not be afraid of those, uh, the technology. Uh, and here to find out more. And I just want to thank you for taking time to be with us here on The Queer Centric today. It means a lot to us. We have a lot of fun talking to artists because I love musical theater. I miss, I can only be away from the stage a couple years and then I just have to go back. Yeah, what's not to love about it? Theater will always be there. And, and it's just like a refuge that we can all come back to whenever we need it. And, and live theater is back. So I encourage everyone to just support, support, support all the live theater you possibly can. Exactly. And you can catch Ben live in Disney's Aladdin. Again, I want to remind you that it's playing June 27th to July 2nd. And you can get your tickets if you don't already have them right now at BroadwaySpokane.com. But thanks again, Ben, and have an amazing time in Denver. It's a great place. Thank you so much. Take care, John. Okay, you too. Bye.